Praise You, Lord, is a Catholic Christian praise and worship radio ministry. Hi, my name is Jeffrey Zagaria. Please join us as we give praise, honor, and glory to our loving, awesome, and merciful God. Well, He is loving, and He is merciful, and He is wonderful and awesome, and boy, do I have a story to tell you folks in this episode of Praise You, Lord, number 134, uh, where we have a very special guest. His name is Brian. We call him, I, I, I want to call you Brother Brian, if it's okay, but is that, is that okay? Yes, sir. Okay. I think Mr. Brian, I, I, you feel more like a brother to me than, than a mister. Um, but this is Brother Brian, and his name is Brian C. Ewell, and he is a staff sergeant um, from the Army and a Purple Heart recipient. He's also a phenomenal drummer and producer of gospel music, and he's currently producing down in Texas, but originally from the north part of Florida, right, Brian? Yes, sir. Gainesville, Lightsway County. There you go. There you go. We love our state, Florida. We're down in South Florida here for those who are listening for the first time. This is the underground independent Catholic Christian radio broadcast brought to you folks once a week by the grace of God and by the power of your prayer. So we thank you for all the folks that are out there praying for us, uh, that listen to us on the 20 radio stations we currently are on. Thank you so much to Catholic Radio Network, the 18 mega stations out in Missouri, Kansas, and Colorado, as well as our our beginning uh, roots, which are 98.3 FM, the Catholic voice of the Palm Beaches down here in South Florida as well as the uh, Stewart Station. That's 100.1 Prince of Peace Catholic Radio, and that is in the Treasure Coast. So, Brian, Brother Brian, how yes, are you sir. doing? How are you, sir, today? I'm doing blessed, doing well. It's a little bit warm here in Texas, but we have another cold front coming in, so I've been at home, and I've been working with some of my students at my son's middle school today. I work with them. That's great. So, this as well. Yes, sir, and, and so you're, you're a teacher also. That's interesting. Yes, sir. I'm part of the uh, Sin Education Network. That's part of Saving Symbols Education Network. So they just bring they just bringing more drummers. Uh, they need more drummers. So just educate drummers how to play properly on symbols and just stuff like that. The world's Texas needs more drummers, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, we Texas needs drummers that play in time, right? Yes, sir. That's absolutely true. So uh, we could use more musicians, and that's, that's a big part of, of what we do here at our academy, Brian. Um, and that's what I do full-time. For those who are listening for the first time, we have a, we have a vocal and music academy that, that's both online, and, and we have a brick-and-mortar now down here in South Florida. And it's great to work with uh, people and pass the baton, so to speak, of, of music. Such a beautiful and important gift from God, I believe, is music. And I know you and I share that, that opinion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so um, Brian is a writer of a, actually his book is coming out very soon, and uh, we're going to get into that. And he has a great testimony about how God has done wonderful things in his life um, and how the Lord has helped him through music. Right, Brian? 
Yes, sir. It's been my, it's really been a source of healing for me. Amen. Yeah, I remember speaking about that. And before we get any deeper, I'd just love the people to hear your wonderful music here. Uh, his his uh, title track from his record called Reach and Release is queued up here. Brian, would you like to speak about this track and tell the folks uh, about this track and what it means to you and, and how you compose it, et cetera? I sure can. So while I was in San Antonio, um, I just got out the military. I was sitting down at the keyboard, just uh, just looking at, just working on some different things. And this melody came to mind, so I tried to structure as best as I could. And I sent it over to one of my, my um, best friends. He's one of my biggest mentors even today. Music. His name is James Brandon Baggett. Um, he's out there, actually out here in Waco. He's my music director for a while at church until I've actually transitioned to another church. But he took it and structured it. And man, we took it, he took it to another place. And then I, I got it back and took it to the studio and laid drums on it. And so Reach and Release is a album, the whole entire album designed to bring you closer to God, takes you out of the cares of the world, like, you know, what you're going through. But it like, you, you listen to it for yourself. It takes your mind. It's a calming music for whether you go to sleep at night or it just gives you the intimate because we're always looking for God. We always are reaching for him. So when you reach for him, he can release upon you. So that's the whole concept of the album. I love it. And, uh, and when I played it first in my truck, you know, I, I really felt that, and I, I just, uh, it's instrumental music. It, it just, uh, although there's no lyric, it really captured, um, it really captured my ears and my heart, and I really, really love the song. It's called Reach and Release, and it's by, by uh, Brian Ewell, and here it comes, Reach and Release.
and you're listening to Brian Ewell. Original music called Reach and Release. And we have Brian on the phone right now, uh, the composer and producer of this record. Absolutely beautiful, Brian. Love this music. Man, that's one of my favorite songs. Like I said, get it, get it. once again, shout out to James Brandon Baggett for being the, uh, the executive producer on it. He's, he's a phenomenal guy. I mean, keyboardist and just knowledge-wide. He's a brother. He's a brother in Christ. He's also like a father figure at times in his world. So he's, and he's somebody I, talk, I can call right now and always talk to him. He's so, his knowledge, but just his walk with God. Beautiful. And and uh, is he a brother uh, from Gainesville? No, he's in Waco, Texas. So he's about oh, Waco. You did mention he's that. He's about yeah. probably about three hours here from me. Mm-hmm. So we we still talk. We hang out. You know, this brother. You know, he's gone through. He's been through a lot. But somebody who I watched come to church and give one hundred twenty percent. You know, dealing with dialysis for his kidneys. Man, he he gives a hundred. He gives God his all every day, and that's like the thing that drives me. Just watching that. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Now, Brian and I met actually about two weeks ago, Brother Brian here, um, in Anaheim, California, at the NAM Show, National Association of Music Merchants, just outside of Los Angeles. And uh, we happened to sit next to each other, Brian. And that was, uh, that was a, a joy. I had gotten on a bus that uh, took us from the hotel over to the event, and I was on the bus with one other person. That happened to be the person that, was, that, I, that I was with and they have a nice breakfast there. And we, we grabbed breakfast and we decided, you know, we had a, had a conversation on the bus. And we were, if it wasn't for her, I, I would never have gone to sit down because there was, there was barely any <laughs> seats left. <laughs> that was, that's not my personality. I would, have been, I would have been sitting, you know, Indian style in the back there, kind of like, you know, fine. But she wanted to sit in a chair. So she ended up, uh, you know, going up and down the rows. And we finally found place next to you and you were very kind and and let us in and and uh we began to eat and so on and then next thing you know we're having conversation next thing you know you and i are praying together (laughs) that was really great and uh and we really you know hit it off and and um and you had said something that really blessed my heart you know that that and i i really feel it's true that we were meant to you know god had planned for us to meet together uh at that event and uh, we 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 had we said a prayer together before you left, and we had a, a lot in common with the gospel music, the the uh, both being Christian, and uh, you having a story. We have a we have a uh, platform for for underground independent Christian artists, and uh, an opportunity to give give glory to God uh, through testimony. So. As soon as I started hearing all the different things that you were involved in, I said, "Boy, you know, would you would you like to be a, a guest on our show?" And and here we are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Now, um, uh, perhaps we could start. You know, maybe you could kind of give us an idea. Um, I don't know. Where where would you like to start? Let you know. Could you give us a little testimony and in, in, in your story and what God has done in your life? I sure can. So. I am, my name is Brian Yule. I am 36 years of age. I've been married for 14 years. My lovely wife, Sequoia Yule. I have two beautiful children. My daughter, Nadia, 11. My son, Malachi, is 13. Um, I am medically retired from the Army. You know, I got uh, injured in Iraq on June 6th of 2011. And they actually, if you look up 
Sergeant Yule Purple Heart. You can actually look at the video that's, uh, I think I sent it to Jeffrey as well. Uh, you can actually look at the story behind it. So June 6, 2011, I woke up um, to having a rocket hit my sleeping quarters. And mm. it put me airborne. And oh man, I woke up and I just started praying out loud. My E7, um, Son Garcia was in the uh, sleeping quarters with me. And he had put the uh, mattress all over us, uh, the mattress uh, pads we slept on all over us. Because I just woke up, God said, God, I'm not ready to go. I know that you have more for me to do on this earth. I know my kids, my daughter was just a newborn. And I said, God, I, I know that you have so much. If you give me a chance, God, I get it right. So, and that's the scripture I love so much is uh, Psalms 91, the entire scripture. But there's a certain verse that says, you call upon the Lord, he will answer you. Amen. And he answered me out of everything going around. He lost seven guys, two of my personal soldiers, but God is so good. So now I look at it now, um, you know, with my playing drums and everything, I tell people all the time, I should not be doing this because God could have very well took me. I mean, I went through a lot of things, uh, alignment shifting in my body when I got blown up because of the blast and everything. The mm -hmm. blast was strong enough that it took our next door. He was a captain. He was coming out of the tube and got pushed back in through it because of the impact of the, the power, the force of it. So it's like God got my undivided attention. Hmm. And since then, you know, I've gotten out the military. I, I founded something about uh, two years ago. It's called O&E Productions. So me and my friend, Orlando Hardgrove, we, uh, we have a production company. We also have a band. So that's based on Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 2. And this, it, it talks about pretty much being like-minded and one accord. And that's how we think when we do our music. Like, I can, when we play together, it's so crazy. It's like, I'm in his mind, he's in mine. He, he can tell you what I'm going to do, what kind of film I do before I do it. I can tell where he's going at on the keys. That's just that we're so connected. And we actually started playing church together when I was in San Antonio. Uh, when I first retired, I moved out to San Antonio because of the VA facilities. And, you know, just through this whole ordeal, it's like, God, uh, I thank God for my life because he could have went away. My wife could have been a widow. Hmm. But I'm, I'm standing here today is to uh, awesome testimony of a, of, of a God that I serve. Uh, being a man of faith and just every chance I get to spread his word. Like I, mean, I said, I met you at NAM. I was supposed to go there for a class. And what you think you're going in for, God said, no, I bought you just to meet that one person. Mm -hmm. And it was like when we met, we sat down, we talked, we had connected. Yes. It was like, God, wow. I like he's from Florida, but it's just like the connection story. God will put you for a great word of God. So he'll put you for great men. And I'm like, it's like, wow. It's like, it's beautiful because I went to NAM last year with my friend Brandon. This year I want to go on my own. And there's a reason why I went on my own because the things that God was going to do for me, you know, you can't tell everybody that what happens to you. You can't share all your blessings, mm. but just everything I do now is like any type of music I do. Um, I want to give God the glory in that. So it's like music has been a healing source for me. That's what's got me back because when I first got back from my right. I didn't even want to play drums anymore. Mm. Interesting. I was like scared because of the blast and everything, the PTSD and everything. Oh, were you and were you I, sensitive to, to loud sounds? Is that what would trigger things? Or yes, sir, loud sounds. It's like I didn't want to get around. I was like fearful. The guy said, "What are you doing?" He hmm. said, yeah, "I need." He wanted me back on that. And when he told me that, I got back at it. When I was in uh, Fort Riley, Kansas, and when I got back and I started, like the fear left me. Hmm. 
it's like the devil wanted me not to do anymore, but God said, no, that's what I want you. That's what I called you for. Amen. That and happened to like, me in a different way. Yeah, I, the, the, I believe the devil pulled me out of music too. I mean, I was, yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, the devil does want, yeah, if, we're, if, you're, if a person is gifted, right? If a person is gifted, right. then the, the enemy senses that, knows that, I think, in many cases, and he will try to derail us. Uh, from doing, you know, giving glory to God through our gifts. I do believe that. When you look at Satan, he used to be the biggest bully. He, used to, he was the head musician in heaven. <laughs> so anybody that tries and, to do... And the biggest bully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so anybody that tries to do it for God's glory, he's not going to like that. That's right, of course. That's why you got, musicians got to understand just how powerful your gift is. It can set people free. Yes. It anoints destroys the yokes. Yes. And it's like we have so much power as musicians. Yes, we do. Change the very fact. We set the atmosphere of how the service goes forth. That's right. And I've also learned in my walk of Christ, you can't touch the clean things of God. You can't come in from the club, come into the church, mm. and expect to give God your your best when you was at the club last night. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, but you're touching the clean things, instruments at the house of God, they're clean. Mm. You got to come before God clean. It's, it's before an audience. When you have to minister, when I go to, when, I, when, I'm at, when I'm at the ministry, the house of God, I'm not even worried about the people in it. My mm -hmm. job is to please God in my plane. And if he's pleased, he'll touch his people. Yeah. We we try to do, we treat it as a performance when it should not be. Amen. That's right. And I don't want to play something distractive as a drummer or lick or feel and it takes somebody out of their worship with God. I yes. can be a distraction. Me, us music, we can be a distraction. We're doing too much. That's There's right. One thing my music director taught me is space. Amen to that. Yep. So, but I said that's that's to sum it up short. God is just doing amazing things in my life. Like my book is coming out. It's called Overcome the Diagnosis, and that book talks about my life from my childhood. You know, I've gone through a lot of verbal abuse. Um, you know, just going through things life as a as a teenager, rebellious. You know, I did my dirt. I I can't put everything on my parents. I did my dirt, but you know, I got into it with my dad. And, you know, it's a lot of it in the book. You know, I've gone through a lot of verbal abuse and everything. The blessing is today, me and my parents have such a better relationship. Wonderful. That's beautiful. You know, I had to learn, I had to, learn to get out of the way and stop trying to force my parents' love and mm -hmm. let God do it. And yeah. so now I talk to my dad all the time. Like every day I call and talk when his birthday was yesterday. I talked to my mom. But, you know, I can tell you, I couldn't, I, I, I could be lying to you, but I can't sugarcoat it. I've gone through so much things coming back from Iraq, the drug addiction from tramadol i was popping that like candy because of my migraines mm. once commit suicide more than one time because god intervened but god intervened he stepped in yes played my, play my mind in such a bad way mm -hmm. if the enemy can get your mind he's did, got you did the suicide thoughts come prior to going into the military or after after you know getting out the military, I was going through such a deep time of depression. You know, just like adjusting mm. back to civilian life. You know, and I got back from Iraq. It took me maybe six months to even try to discipline my kids because I had to learn to be a a father again. Right. You know, I had to watch, let my wife take the reins for a while. You know, and you know, I've said some stuff that I probably can never take back that I've said to my wife because that's I was angry and just mm -hmm. learning to readjust to life. Sure. So, yeah. you know, I, I was like, I was probably like Pharaoh ahead of Blackheart. 
Right. Just hate. That's why I had the hate for my daddy as well. Mm. But just, you know, there's times I just like, okay, God, it's, it's, I felt like I was, I wasn't a wor- anything of worth. Right. And I almost like in San Antonio, I had like, my wife can tell you, I had the gun in my hand in my room. And um, it's crazy. One of my best, uh, one of my other mentors, Tim Brick, called me out of Wild Blue Yonder late at night. And was, he talked to me. I totally forgot about what I was going to do. And yeah. it's like, wow, God stepped in. Amen. That's beautiful. Well, I, I we haven't had an opportunity to speak about this. Uh, I don't think. Yes, sir, brother Brian. But I, I had a, I had, when, in 1992, I, I cried out to God. And I grew up Catholic, and uh, and I, when I was a child, I had a relationship with the Lord. I mean, I had a, I, I, I used to, I used to write love letters to the Lord as a kid. And through a bunch of things, including working at my local parish, I began to see things that were confusing to me that were, I was like, they were not righteous. And, uh, and I didn't, and I just, I didn't want any part of that. And simultaneously growing up in, in um, metropolitan Boston, Massachusetts, it, which is a very secular place. I mean, Brian, there's no, I mean, not, not only is there there's no gospel on, on you know regularly on the radio at least when I grew up there's not even country music you know <laughs> yeah it's a really secular place you know and there's great music that comes out of Boston and I, I love the city and I love my 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 Boston brother brethren however it's a very secular place there's a lot of universities there of course it's well known for that and at higher education but within these educational circles people you know they i think people start to think they're smarter than god or forget about god i don't know what happens but anyways i got lost real quick i was playing uh playing as a musician and just you know going to college and so on and long story short um i I really found my place in a very much lost by about 22 years old and desperate and uh i had tried just about everything but i was really tormented couldn't sleep absolutely tormented um and didn't want to live anymore the only thing that really uh, stopped me from taking my own life was i didn't i had made a decision i won't take my life because it will hurt people around me that i that i care about and that they don't deserve that so um but one night i cried out and i heard his voice and uh i didn't cry out to jesus it wasn't a christian cry i I cried out to the father i heard a voice i'll never forget it and uh one thing led to another and then i really felt like as time went on the lord led me back to the catholic faith which is where i believe he's asking me to be so i want to be obedient to his prompting um so anyways uh long story short is that uh we have different stories but i understand that 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 place of desperation personally and I also understand it as a musician, you know, and and then what to do with music once I had that turnaround and change. Um, that was a, that was a great challenge for me. So, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, so I really dig your music. Um, I'm just like uh, uh, I'm just very touched by it. It's very uplifting music. The sounds the sounds that come out of instruments I've come to learn uh, can praise the Lord. The the trumpet can praise the Lord. The, the the symbol can praise the Lord, right? I mean, the the instrument can be used for praise. That's in our Psalms, and that that is. I think your music is such a great example of that, Brian. Thank you so much. My gosh, it's just you just really hit the nail on the head. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I kind of realize our everything 
everything we do as musicians, mm. our craft is a weapon if used the right way for the kingdom of God. It's a weapon. It's a powerful weapon that gets in the very Satan back to the pits of hell. Yes. You can run demons off. Yes. Yes. If you're doing it for the if you're doing it the right way. Yes, I know. That's what I've learned, I've learned to not play with God, but my gift is it's his because it's like people like a lot of people ask me, Do you charge to teach? I'm like I didn't really it's hard, kinda hard to charge because we didn't add charge we didn't pay God, God, I pay you this if you make me a uh he gave the gifts he gave it to us for reasons. We didn't and he didn't charge for it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I love going to my son's school. My son plays saxophone. Um, that's what he wants alto sax. But I love just pointing to kids. And one lady, you know, I don't read music that well. But she said, I have such an impact. She said, she don't want my, her music, the band, she just told me that she don't know what it is. I just have such a, a light. Like some of these kids are going through stuff. They're like, wow, at such an early age. But it's like, I gave a kid, a kid a pair of marching band sticks and I lit him up and the band just cried. It's like, you don't know what that has done for him. It changed his whole demeanor. I mm. just gave him a pair of sticks. Wonderful. That's great to I'm hear. Like, that's, wow. that's very encouraging for me to hear because I, I as I was just speaking to our, our um, new intern here, uh, we, you know, I don't, it's, it's, um, I was explain. I was just explaining, right? That that this is not about money. I mean, it. I mean, I, I run a business. It's certainly we need to pay rent. I need to eat. I need to. You know, w- there are needs. However, that's not really the mission. The mission is bigger, a lot bigger than that. Giving back to the community, and uh, music has just a. It's a gift from God, and it's. Uh, and if we can share that gift, um, I just think that there, that. Um, you know, and, and, and do it in a pure way. You, you make interesting points, uh, Brother Brian, because here at, we, I've been blessed with an incredible recording studio. Um, absolutely. Be, I could never have paid for this. I, I, uh, you know, I've just right place, right time. It was all God. And, uh, and furthermore, I went from a, a private music teacher into something much bigger, and we have some really phenomenal announcements coming up soon with some of some really famous musicians that are going to be teaching for for the academy they're already we already have some but the point is is that um we can give back to the community with these gifts that we have and really make an impact in the community with music and furthermore um one of the things like we have performances here and and i always ask I, the word i use is family friendly you know we want family friendly things uh, as far as the recording, people who record here, it's really by invitation only. It's either, you know, basically Christian music or, you know, something like a land. I look at a landscape, right? A, a, a really pretty landscape painting or photograph as giving glory to God. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, or, you know, a, a song about, you know, some love or about losing something or, you know, those are, those are positive things. And uh, so we try to keep that, you know, uh, this is a no drug, uh, no alcohol studio type of, you know, it's an environment that we try to keep. God bless me with the studio. I want to, I want to honor him with it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. No, I mean, that, that's, that's a blessing. Cause I'm, I'm like the same way. I, I have guys come try drums out of my house, but I don't like just anybody come here and try drums. These are guys who I know one, I know spiritually. And I just know like, if, um, I really know them real well. Cause I don't let everybody come into my home, my home, my castle, my, my home is my couch. That's my, my Oh, place. I gotcha. My, oh, I, my, <laughs> I used to teach out so, of my but, home for years. I, <clears throat> that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, for sure. I get it. But definitely music is such, um, 
like I said, I, I just I've been blessed. You know, I, I've actually I graduated um, college from Full Sail. Oh yeah, I'm you mentioned music. that. Yeah, in Florida, right? So I went to get started. I went on the music business side of it to learn. Like that's why I learned how to trademark my. I actually that O and E I trademarked that. So I'm I'm very proud to just have that trademark. Have something that I could call mine, a logo that I own because I had it trademarked. I took the process and learned all this in school. But I tell a lot of guys, if you are you just going to be a drummer or do you want to be somebody beyond that? Like I have my own home studio, so I have no reason to try to pay for studio time for drums when I have my own recording studio here at home and I'm still building it now. That's awesome. But yeah, that is awesome. We, get to, we have to invest in ourselves. Amen. Well, I'm looking forward. I had mentioned this before. I'm looking forward to, you know, God willing, uh, potentially collaborating and 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 uh, we'll see what God has for us. But uh, especially where you're doing gospel music, we produce a lot of gospel music and, and praise and worship music. So I love your awesome. drumming and, and your keyboard companion and friends. That's just gorgeous music. I I love. I'll be it. down there during the summer with my family, so I definitely I plan on stopping by if you're if you're home if you're there. I'll, I'll I will stop I, by to see you. I would love that. That would be that would be awesome. That would be great. And uh, yeah, I, I really look forward to that, uh, brother Brian. So that would be that would be awesome. Yeah. So um so yeah so so the the PTSD that's so interesting. So you overcame yes, it. You feel like uh, it was God and music that helped you overcome the PTSD and, and you had mentioned to me if I'm am I understanding you correctly is that did I get that right yes sir like I, I have a lot of like said my book he talks about the, the PTSD the depression the suicide the anger issue. you know PTSD like you get a lot of veterans that say oh I got PTSD mm. but you know we, we use it as a scapegoat versus okay I have PTSD yes I have it it's, it's been diagnosed but guess what PTSD does not have me so it's like I've gone through a lot of mental and I still do it now. I go through a lot of mental counseling. Mm. It's it's needed. You know, we have to do the natural portion of it here on earth and then God does the supernatural. Yeah, I don't I go, believe that. I don't go blasting at somebody. I mean, okay, example, we were at Anaheim. The guy was trying to shush us. Yes. I could have went off the deep end, but guess what? I did not. Mm. I, I I learned I just one something one thing my bishop told me, he said KYMS keep your mouth shut i didn't have to say anything that's right that's right yeah. i, I could have did that but guess what that had been a bad turn off to you and everybody else in there if i'd have caught attitude sure sure of so course, i just yeah. looked at shook it off and i brushed it off i'm like you know what i you know what i said when i walked out i said lord bless the person amen just that's right you know i wanted to t tell a story um just to give an example of of, of uh something that have fruits that happen the lord's put on my heart i don't know this is how i've been running my business i have two rules <laughs> to, uh, people say you know i get we get calls in it's like you know they want to know if they're talented enough to take from us they want to know different things and uh, i i tell people we have two rules one is respect as long as you're respectful here you that's fine and the second one is you pay on time that's it and they're kind of mm -hmm. the same thing actually because that's an agreement and uh, if they can't do that, you know, if they can't pay on time because of some reason, they can explain that and, you know, we can try to work around that. But but the biggest thing is respect. So, for example, I had a um, a man come in who was a drummer, as a matter of fact, and he was signed to a, a, a record deal out in, out, in, uh, out in UK. And then he came back here and he was signed to a record deal with um, Capitol Records. And he oh, was, wow. yeah, he was becoming a singer. And uh, we got a lot of talent here, which I'm so grateful for. I've been able to, you know work with a lot of wonderful talent and he was one of them and and uh and he wanted to start singing and at the time he was like a 
a growler. He he uh, he was he was he was a goth type looking guy. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but it's like you know all dressed in black, black. Uh, kind of like the paint on the face, the earrings and everything. Yeah, yeah, all black. You know, kind of all dark uh, stuff, dark hair, dark everything, dark eye- eyeliner. He was, a, he was a young man. It's Halloween every day for them. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. But um, I don't care. I mean, I don't care what a person looks like. I just care that they are respectful. And uh, and you know how to behave, and they can do. My feeling is, whatever you do on your own is not my business. But what happens inside, you know, classroom time? That's you know, as long as a person's respectful, that's it, right? So, right. wonderfully respectful young man. I mean, he was he was he was fantastic. He was wonderful, and we worked together for a while. And they uh, he because he was signed to a record deal, they were putting off. You know, putting a bunch of money off to the side. So I saw him quite quite frequently for a season to help him with his album that he was recording. And let me tell you, man, I'm, you know, it's like this is a very interesting thing that happened. He, I don't, I don't, I don't personally, I don't usually speak about my my faith around my students, um, unless asked. If I'm asked, that's different. Or if the subject comes up, uh, that's fine. Um, I try to teach them, and, and I try to live it you know i try to live it and i do the best i can in that regard but this young man must have somehow kind of felt the vibe i don't know what happened exactly but he came to me one day and he said and i don't recall the name of the group he said you know i started listening to this group and i think it was called something like holy fire i don't recall the name it had to do with fire and something like that i said oh that's interesting you guys have you ever heard of it i said no i haven't he said i think you should check it out well i checked it out it was a christian band right so he was kind of reaching out to me and, and, and um, I believe, saying, hey, you know, I kind of, I'm starting to listen to this stuff. And then he started having conversation with me um, that was, uh, you know, kind of, he was very interested. And, uh, and, then, and then I think what happened was some of his people in his camp kind of wanted, saw that direction he might be headed. And unfortunately, we kind of separated ways, which had nothing to do with him and me, but, but um but yeah, you know, I mean, we, we, uh, we're, we're walking, when we have the spirit inside of us, uh, witness is a life, is a, is a uh, I believe, is, is, a, is a way of life. And I think people notice it if we're, if we're genuine. Yeah, I believe uh, one of my pastors, she told us, um, she said something so profound. Hmm. We may be the only Bible that somebody else sees. That's literally. right. That's a great point. Yeah, so that, it's I like, like that. You, and it's crazy. It's to, and I was, I think I was talking to somebody about this today. I don't have to tell you, Christian. Yes, I. You probably saw I have a big cross up my chest. That's not even that. It should be. You should be very attractive, or you're the very fragrance. I'm not talking about the physical fragrance, but the fragrance of God's presence should attract people. They yeah. like that person has some type of light off of them. What is making them yes. so attractive to me right now? Right. That's how you draw them. It's like you want to tell them about your Christian. Yeah. That's what I think. That's where we get messed up a lot of times. It's like, like when I met you, I can tell you were a man of God. Hmm. Just when you first started talking to me. Hmm. Wow. Praise I'm like, God. I'm like, I'm like this is a man of God right here. Wow. That's wonderful. I'm like, hey, we, we were sitting had a conversation, and we just like, I feel like I know you for. Uh, I was like, I, I feel like I know this dude all my life. I felt the same way. Yeah, I felt your conversation. Way. That's the beauty of you, you meet brothers and sisters in Christ. It's like you've known this person all your life. Like yeah. you, you connect in the spirit, but it's just like now I started. I said, man, it was 
it was just amazing. I, I, when I got, I had told my wife I was so excited. <laughs> like I, I met this guy, man. I said, "Wow!" I said, "We, we talked, we prayed, and you know, I don't have to do stuff in secret. If you ask me to pray for you, and I don't care if I'm right there in the street, I'm gonna stop right there and pray for you." That's beautiful. I'm not gonna try to take you in, the, in private because that may that may be too late. Amen every I, I yeah. every second, every minute, every hour it counts right now. Especially that's like right. look at everything that's going on right now. I know everything else. So if I if it takes me like let's say we took two minutes just to walk over to the bathroom, that might be too late. Yep. Because yep. God can come back just like that with a snap of his finger. That's a great point. Instead of me I sat right there and we prayed together and my whole rest of my whole day was like it was blessed. Oh, likewise. Despite, despite I had got a call about my my gothic brother had a stroke. Mm. Oh my goodness. I still kept it moving. Awesome. Because at the end of the day, my mom had a stroke last year. She's having surgery in two weeks here now in Gainesville. I've learned to, I don't have to run home. Because God said, guess what? If you run home, Brian, I can't work. Yes. My faith, that's what thats what counts. That's what's going to heal people. My faith, having, having enough faith to God, you, you keep my family. Yep. And my brother, I had called him. You know, when I got the call about my brother, I had called my brother Brandon. So he said, don't lose who you are. Don't lose your faith. And I got right back on it. Mm. I, we're, we're not far from perfect, but the beauty is, is like meeting you is like that changed my whole rest of my day. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's, that's exciting to life. me. That's exciting. That's beautiful. I'm so grateful to hear that. I remember uh, being in, in my hotel uh, room that morning, early in the morning and praying, uh, brother Brian, and saying, Lord, what, what am, why am I here? What, what am I? What am I even doing here? You know, I've been to Nam representing my company many times, and I was just like, you know, what? I'm here alone. I don't. I mean, I have I, I have good friends and contacts, great friends that I couldn't wait to see again. Of course, I knew that, but I felt like there must be something more. Like, what am I doing in Anaheim? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, um, I had a, such a supernatural. I can just explain it as a supernatural day. That and that was the kickoff, and, and just amazing. Just meeting you, uh, brother Brian. It was oh my god, what a beautiful day! What a great morning! What a great way to start! And um, and then uh, and then I bumped into a few other people. It's just like this is God. You know, it's like. This is awesome. This is amazing, you know. And when we submit to the Lord and uh, just trust Him and know that, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but He's going to do something, and I just need to be aware and try to respond with, with, uh, you know, the way that I feel in my heart to respond. And and then you just see Him doing these great things. It's 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 really awesome. It's it's just awesome. And I t- I told my good friends when I saw them, I said, you wouldn't believe what happened. And I I told them the story about meeting you so i was equally excited man it was i i think from the first time when i got uh when i got there um because i think the first night i got there thursday and actually i got the chance to go check out michael w smith's night of worship oh i'm I, like wow that was amazing oh my god I, I, I wanted to go there so bad but it, I, every time i fly in to la by the time i get there and i i I get my transportation to the to, to the hotel. Then I gotta go. Then then I need to get to the convention center and get my badge, which is a line in itself. Um, 
and then I go to the to then I go to Nam on Thursday. I'm so exhausted. I usually I like again. I took a nap. I couldn't wake up, so I just I didn't make it. <laughs> well, last last year we came in like on like a Friday, and so right. uh, me and Brandon had went last year. So I like this year. Uh, one of my he's a mentor. One of my he's actually showed me a lot about Nam. So this year I wanted to get the full blast. So I got it. I got an early flight. I got in like that lunchtime. Mm. Remember, she got in at eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. I flew to John Wayne, dropped myself a hotel, went to get my badge, uh, meet, uh, walked around a little bit, met with Anthony. Uh, Anthony King's like one of my uh, good friends out there. Mm. I met with him and just like I said, okay, I walked around a little bit, then I kind of went back to the room. Well, actually, I didn't even go back there. I actually stayed there all day until it was time to go over to the Hilton to check on Michael W. Smith. Mm. And it was like it was such a long line, but I forgot I had registered early. And once we registered early online, I actually got to the front of the line. You know, we got good seats in the front. I was actually one row from the front. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was just a blessing. And then, you know, it was crazy because, you know, and Brandon probably, when he hears this, probably he'll laugh at it. The thing I had to get used to when I came to L.A. was the marijuana smoking. Because I went, oh. I came in last year. We went to a drum shed. Yeah. You know, to check out a famous drummer. And they were smoking like all this marijuana. Like, I, we, I walked into the room of fog. Oh my goodness! And the secondhand smoke messed me up to the point Brandon had to drive me back. He said, oh, "What's wrong?" Wow. I said, "Just standing enough it is like I said, I told wife marijuana is legal out here." So it's like I came into the Hilton Hotel. I saw that smell. They were drinking down below. I said, "Here I am going to a Christian concert upstairs." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You know, I sat in there. It was just beautiful." But I, I, looked, I looked around. There were people standing up worshiping, just having fun. Yes, and you no. Know, uh, I took uh, captured some of the videos and everything. I said, "Man, this is this is awesome. Just to get this experience." And then when I met you, and then after I met you, the rest of my day was just like um, I went to a like this year uh, this year Nam. I've seen all the artists, the drums, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I was actually doing more of going to classes, learning stuff about studio, my home studio, how to make it better, sure. how to market my brand better. And uh, I went to an uh, open forum studio, like these guys that built the top of the line studios, like uh, the, Mr. Tate with all these guys. Mm-hmm. And this guy came up to me afterwards and he said, meet me at my hotel the next morning. So he took me under his wing the whole entire day. Oh, wow. And he's actually even now we, we built a we have a relationship now. He's helped me re- redo my home studio, make it more effective um, at home for recording drums and stuff. Cause you know, I want to be able to drum so late at night at home and not disturb my family and my sure. neighbors and whatnot. But it's like, God has put all these people in my path. Mm. Awesome. That is it's great. Like great story. God, is, God doesn't make any mistakes. Nope. Nope. His so, way is, is the right way. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got the plan, right? That's what I've come to find out is he's got the yes. plan and I just got to wait for my, uh, my orders from him. Basically. I thought about you the other day. I said, you had called me. I'm like, Man, I said, I said, because I kept trying to forget that brother I met. I forgot I took a picture of your badge. Oh yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Like, so do you had called me? I said, man, I said, let's do it. Let's 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 do the radio. Let's do the radio. I, I, I told him I said I'll, either I might have to go down and catch him when I come down there, or he'll he'll call me when I get back. Because I know I had to get back from the jet lag and I had to resettle back in when I got home. Because that's like that was my second flight in maybe eight years. Wow. So that's so now that you're on the winning side of this battle with PTSD, you can get into crowds and get onto airplanes and things like that, I guess. Is that Oh yeah, because probably like six years ago, hmm. you wouldn't see me cry a room with you. 
I wouldn't do it. Yeah, that was that really touched my heart, uh, brother Brian. It touched my heart when you told me uh, that you. I think you, if I understood you, when we met, that it was only the second time you were in like a crowd, or second time to Nam, and that you wouldn't have been able to do this, uh, be in crowds like that for until recently. And no, I may, I may have gave you. I, I wouldn't. I would pat my back to the wall or. I would be breathing real heavy. I would be just be real like with that guy that shushed us. I'd have probably snapped at him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. You know, I I saw that happening, but I didn't even put in my own. Only until now do I realize that. Yeah. That that would have been. That's challenging for anyone when someone is rude like that. But um. But yeah, with that, with your um, with with your struggles, I can see. Yeah, that, I hadn't even considered that. That's that's an interesting point. Well, this is my mindset. If I'd have kept just claiming PTSD for what it was, I wouldn't be able to have spend the time I have my family or, you know, even go to enjoy them. Like, I really enjoyed it this year. You know, I'm still getting used to the plane flight because uh, I think Brandon flew me last year, which, which was easier because he sat next to me on the plane. Mm-hmm. But the takeoff and landing is always bad for me. But sure. even this year, I had my music and I went to sleep. Mm. So I wasn't worried about it. Music keeps me grounded. That's, that's really awesome. That is. So I listen cool. to music where I'm out walking about. Well, if I go out with this still with, with my family to mall or something, I'll have my my little headphones in the ear, have my music going on. I can still hear my wife and her talk to me. Where, you know, if I'm out, whatever I'm doing, I have music somewhere around me. That is awesome. It's a, it's a so that's what keeps me grounded, and you know, that you know, praying and. Just really trusting God and, you know, reading the word of God, you know, reading the word more, praying more. Yes, yes. And that stuff finally broke off of me. Awesome. You know, I, I this makes me, uh, you, as you speak about it, I'd like to testify myself about something I've never testified about, I don't yes, think, in, in 134 episodes. I've had a long, you know, since 1992, I, I you know, I came to God and it's been a, it was, you know, it's been a journey. Um, but uh, I've been serving the Lord now for, for quite some time and have had several experiences but one of one of the highlights was i was called to do a praise and worship event uh at a church in east boston and um it was from friday to sunday and i was playing piano and singing and they wanted to do all new songs sing a, a new song unto the lord uh do prophetic worship where we just make up the the bake the music up and the and the words up and uh with the, with the pastor there with the priest and a, and a, and a missionary, uh, that in in a charismatic uh, Catholic charismatic renewal setting, and uh, and so I got invited to go up and 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 I did. I went and then I was invited the next month. They wanted to do it, and we did it three months in a row. So they flew me up, and you know it was a, it was a blessing. Um, when I went up the second time, I saw a woman, and uh, I saw her at the at the at the rectory of, of the, of the parish. And, uh, and I recognized her face and I said, I, I, she said, hi. I said, hi. I said, I, I remember your face. She said, oh yeah, I was here last time. Did they tell you what happened? I said, no. I said, what, what's your name? She said, you know, my name is Barbara. I said, she goes, I know who you are. I said, oh, okay, Barbara. I said, she said, I said, what happened? She said, oh, well, I was praising along with you and I, and I had had a tumor in my breast and that I was that I was going to need to have looked at, and uh, it was a big tumor. And she said I was praising along with you, and I felt like God came upon me and, and healed my can- my 
this tumor. So I went to the doctors later that week and they did an x-ray and they couldn't figure out what had happened to the tumor. It had disappeared. And when I heard that, I said, wow, that is powerful. I mean, that's the power of God, but it happened through praise, you know? That's kind of like goes back to the very thing of Peter was walk around the synagogue and his very shadow was healing people. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. His shadow was healing people. That's right. So the presence of God was so, he was so full of the Lord, so full of the Holy Spirit, evidently, that uh, that just being in his shadow would would heal people. Yeah, that's right. But you were speaking about the power of music, and I was thinking, and I've seen I've seen music uh, uh, open up the the heavenlies. Uh, I, I did missionary work in Africa. Speaking of which, I came back. You know, I I went into a I was never in the military. My a lot of my family were, but I went into a war zone um, in Africa to to spread the gospel. And um, I'll tell you one thing: it took me a few years to get that helicopter. So every time I heard a helicopter, I was thinking about you know the situation that I was placed in there for 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 a season. Um, yeah, it was because there was a lot of uh, there were bombs coming off of this old Soviet helicopter and gunfire and so on and so forth so i haven't seen act i've never been in the military but that was uh <laughs> it did I, I i can't relate to what you anything that you've gone through but I, but with that very limited experience i'm like yeah the sounds just like reminded me of of that that scenario you know so wow. these are just things that i can relate to as i listen to you speak but you know oh, you're good and one of the biggest things that actually made my time I was getting ready to fly. Um, so, you know, I went to the airport maybe early. You know, I got to like five hours early, get ready to fly back. And I was sitting in the airport, mm. um, taking a nap on the bench in there, waiting for everything to open up. And I get a uh, message from one of my soldiers from deployment. And he reached out to me. And, he, you know, he's going through a lot. He's still holding on to that deployment we went through. You know, he's back here physically, but your mind is still in the combat zone. Right, I get so it. I said you, you get the vision, you get to get that up. But you know, if I had not been healed and gone through what I've gone through, I wouldn't been able to talk to that brother because he said you never, you never gave it to me the wrong way. Mm. So I had call. I said, man, call me. It was maybe like two or three o'clock in the morning. I was at the airport, and we had talked for about an hour, man. I'm like, bro, you gotta eventually let that go. I mean, I know, I I, I get it. But we eventually have to live life because you have kids hmm. and everything. You we eventually have to learn to move on beyond that. It's like okay, if I could have kept, I had lost two soldiers over there. Hmm. One I was one of the guys who would send you home in your flight. Like they called me like nickname was a flight master, so I pretty much controlled all the flights around the the FOB where everybody the command group, or if you had to go fly on wherever you fly in the helicopter, I had to get clearance for it. I had to set you up, get you. Make sure you were clear for it. I was supposed to send one of my soldiers home on R and R. Young guy, hmm. newborn baby, and not knowing he would get uh, killed the next morning. Oh I had another goodness. guy just got back, just got married. Fishback, I still remember him. Wow. Um, he passed his PT test, his physical fitness test, because I me. Mean, he still when I first came to unit, he sat up on me for about maybe a couple months, and I helped him pass his PT test. He says because he just got married. And came back and um, he got killed. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like you know what that hurt me to the core. Yeah, I cried. I had the black bracelets on with the names on, and then I got back and I had um the church we're going to at the time in um, Fort Riley, Living Word. 
uh, Bishop Williams told me eventually, he said, you got to let him go. So I sat in his office. I broke down. He said, if you don't let go, eventually he will destroy you. Because mm. I was like, okay, because one thing I've learned, we can never question God how he does things. Amen. You, we can't. And I tell people, be mindful when you ask God to heal, heal somebody, a loved one. Mm-hmm. You can't get upset if he takes them. He mm-hmm. answers your requests. Sometimes we have to be specific in the prayers we ask him. Mm-hmm. He'll take that into consideration, but he's going to do it his way regardless. So, oh, God took my mom. I asked him to heal her. Okay, he healed her. He took her. That was the best place. Yeah, Being with God is the best care. That was the best healing. He gave her right. the healing that you asked him for. So, you can't be upset with him. That's why, I, I, you know, it's a two-way street with God. Yeah, he, that, that's he a great point. Him, he, he healed him. That's a great point. So, it's point. like I went home. Uh, I went home uh, not too long ago to see my little sister. Mm. She had stage three, uh, stage two, stage three breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Me and my wife went home. I prayed for her. Uh, I prayed for my wife. I prayed for her. And I told my little sister, now I can pray for you all day, but your own faith is what's going on. You got to have your own faith to heal. And she called me, you know, it started working right then and there. Her appointment got delayed for some reason while I was there. Mm. Then I got home and she, probably maybe three weeks after that she called me it's in remission i sat there on my tub and cried i said god i thank you because you did you did it amen because she had enough faith to say brother i prayed mm-hmm. i kept doing what you told me to do and look at god yeah yeah i've seen it i've seen it over and over again i've seen the lord heal and deliver and uh, i was that my legs broke probably last year uh, say again your, your legs were broke Last year? I was supposed to have them broken, rebroken Re- because really? uh, wow. because of the blast in my rack, it changed my alignment on my, my, my legs. Okay, so it caused a lot of knee pain and stuff. Sure. So they would have to break up top hmm. and try to straighten them out because when I sit, it's like my legs are out, my hmm. my toes are pointing to the side hmm. because of my posture. So they would have to break that one leg and then come back and another year and break the other one. So you're talking about being laid up in the bed for like months to years to try to recover from that, but breaking a major board I'd never broken before. Wow. And I remember my, I came back and told my bishop about it. Um, you know, lost him about two years ago, my, um, my, my pastor, Bishop Holcomb. But I remember him praying over me. I told him about it. He said, I'm going to pray for it on 40, 40, about 40, uh, about 45, 48 hours. So went to appointment. It got delayed for some reason. He said, I asked God to delay it for, for him. Wow. He said, I need to put my hands on you. So I came back that night, Wednesday night, I was playing drums at service, came out there, he prayed over me, went back to the doctor. My x-rays were fine. Wow, that's awesome. Now, that's the kind of health care I'm looking for, brother. <laughs> I do everything on the natural portion of this earth. You know, I, 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 I'm very, you know, my bishop says it all the time. Mm. Your confession becomes your very possession, and what I've learned with that, you speak what you what you want. I told God I didn't work, want to work for man. I don't work for a man. I'm a hundred percent disabled, mm-hmm. permanently, and I'm I'm a blessed man at the end of the day. Amen. And I, I, everything I do from my home and everything, I tell people that's all God. But I care less about my home, my studio, because God gave me all this. This is all His stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I don't worship. I, I, I never dare to worship because quick as he gives, he can take it from you. Oh, that's for sure. That's right. But God is so real. Absolutely, um, brother Brian. I'm. We're running close to the end of the program here. We've got about a minute and 
15 seconds or something like that before the bumper music. Uh, any any final thoughts? Maybe um, maybe want to reach out to your uh, brothers in the military that might be having a hard time, a struggle, or, or those who might be struggling with anything that you may have have a close, you know, an idea about as far as your own experiences. Definitely. Uh, you know, you can actually play Alter Call, that other track. That's what that. I got it. I'm going to play it. It's only going to be about the beginning of it. Here, here it comes. Hold on. There it is. Okay, it's playing. You, you got about maybe 20 seconds to talk, speak. If there's anybody out there dealing with anything, just know that you're not alone out there. Call somebody, pray with them, reach out, because you can live your life. You live your best life, but you don't have to go through suffer on your own. Let God take care of you. Amen. Amen. Very well said and so succinct. Brother Brian Ewell, uh, Staff Sergeant and um, recipient of the Purple Heart Award. Thank you so and and, and friend and brother. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking your time to, to share your testimony with us today. Man, thank you guys for having me, Jeff. I, I appreciate it, man. I, I value the relationship, man. This is a, this is a brother to me. Oh, I feel the same way, uh, Brother Brian. God bless you. God bless your, uh, your ministry. And um, for all those out there, thank you so much for listening to Praise You, Lord. God bless you your, and your family. And most of all, praise you, Lord. <laughs>